Welcome to Launch Your Practice, the show that helps therapists build a thriving private practice. I'm your host, Megan Hamilton, and each week I'll be sharing insights and strategies to help you grow your business and achieve financial success. Running a business is not something that we're taught in school, so I've created this podcast to help you learn and avoid some of the sidesteps and mistakes I have made to help you build a profitable private practice. So if you're ready to transform your business, join me on this journey to building a profitable private practice. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Launch Your Practice. It's Megan Hamilton here, and I'm very excited to welcome Teddy Besna to the podcast today. Uh, Welcome, Teddy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. Starting out, if you can just introduce yourself, what you do, and a little bit about your business to share with the audience. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Teddy. I'm the founder and CEO of Searchlight Digital, and we are an all Canadian, all female SEO, blog content, and Google ads agency. And we specialize in supporting entrepreneurs who are really passionate about what they do and helping others and take SEO off their plate so that it is one less thing for them to worry about and really help enable them to grow online. You did such a great job of that introduction. That was was seamless. I want to talk a little bit, remembering who is listening to this podcast today. I mean, what you're saying sounds so amazing and, you know, taking things off my plate and taking what it, what is SEO? Like, what are we, what are we even talking about as far as if you say you help small business owners with kind of that piece, what does that even mean? Yeah. So search engine optimization at its core is about creating the best possible result for a given search. So there's lots of search engines. And when we think primarily of search, we think of Google, but it also applies across things like Pinterest or YouTube or Etsy or Amazon. All of these are search engines. And so SEO for websites can be a couple different things. So certainly there's the technical side that can get very scary and overwhelming for people quickly, but uh, we also focus a lot on content and on-site optimization so that regardless of where someone is coming from when they land on your website, whether that is through social media or just going there directly or email marketing, they are finding exactly what it is that they're looking for and catering that content to your ideal client. So uh, really, we're always with the ethos of making content and making websites that work well, that Google and other search engines can easily understand while really serving and providing value for users. I I immediately thought of you as like the interpreter, like mediator, like you are the like the bridge between the provider, which is like the service provider, and then like the potential consumer. So your your role really tries to make sure everyone's communicating and matching up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think sometimes in our own businesses, we can think of our language in a certain way of how we refer to ourselves, how we do things. And I find SEO is a really great way to bring data and sort of an unbiased opinion to how people are searching for and looking for what it is that you provide. And so you're able to better connect with people when they do land on your site and when they're looking for your services. Yeah. And I, the more that I support therapists to to run their business, more and more it's coming up that they want this kind of support, whether it's, you know, the back end of the website stuff or optimizing their content on their website. This is becoming like a major push, I would say. Would you agree? Oh, totally. Well, and I think like so many 
creatives and healers and people who work in the wellness space, they're really passionate about helping people and serving people. And they're amazing at what they do. And then when you start your own business, you realize I don't get to just be a therapist or a wellness professional. I have to be a business owner. And that means running a website and creating content and doing accounting and all of these things that you're not really trained to do that no one really tells you how to do. And quite frankly, for most people, they don't have an interest in learning. So I think one of the greatest challenges is understanding what's needed and then finding that partner and a person who is able to support you and help you and understand your business and is as passionate as you are about helping you serve others and freeing up that brain space. So you can say, I don't need to worry about my website. I can just focus on helping my patients. Oh, I, I can't, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with therapists about this, because I think as helpers and as, you know, we're selling our services, we're selling ourselves, and that can be really uncomfortable. And so the idea of outsourcing, you know, that task of having another business, another person, someone we don't even know, kind of, you know, be in charge of that can feel really strange and uncomfortable. And, and so I've met so many therapists who are, you know, trying to build their own websites and trying to, you know, watch webinars on learning about SEO and all of these things. And, you know, part of me is like, hats off to you. That's amazing. But it's also recognizing that there's so many specialty areas. And I do think website design and SEO are definitely top of the list services to outsource. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Only because I think that, like I'd mentioned initially, you know, the, the sort of the technical coding side of things, people get very overwhelmed, I think really quickly, because it is a totally different skill set. And even within marketing, I mean, I don't know social media the way I know SEO and, you know, the way other people know email marketing, each niche within that there's such a deep skill set. And I think I've also reached, you know, a point in my business where when I was first starting, I wanted to do everything myself because, you know, your budget and just to learn, but I, I call it the joy of outsourcing where I can look at something and say, I'm not the best person to be doing this. Let me get the person who dances in their office chair to be able to do my bookkeeping or to, you know, manage social media because that's just not my area of expertise or my joy. And, you know, if I if I want to get something done, if I want to know that something's going to get done and get done right, sometimes that means bringing in someone else to actually do it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm curious too, Teddy, can you speak a little bit about like, if people want to invest dollars in marketing versus investing dollars into their website, into the SEO and, and some of those things, like how do you, you know, for a lay person like myself, or, you know, just a therapist, someone in the helping wellness profession, like how do you differentiate or strategize in making that investment, whether it's, like I said, more marketing or even ads based or in website SEO? Yeah. I mean, I consider SEO and website SEO to be a foundational marketing activity. Like it really is the foundation upon which you can build and really succeed in any other marketing avenue. So by optimizing your website, of course, we're going to be looking at things like keywords, making sure that we're targeting the right phrases, but it's also about user experience. Is your website loading properly? Are you tracking conversions on your website? Is your content clear and easy to understand for someone who's landing there? So really SEO runs a gamut of activities that will then support 
any of the other marketing activities that you're wanting to do and help improve your ROI of any kind of paid advertising. So specifically, if we're thinking of Google ads, if you have a website that is not optimized, that you don't have any data tracking on, that you don't have your, your target keywords included, you can spend a ton of money on advertising, but you're going to be paying more per click. You're going to be getting fewer clicks because your landing page relevancy isn't as strong. One of the biggest mistakes that I see is, again, that lack of data and conversion tracking. And so people could be spending hours of their week in their life you know, on social media or paying for ads or doing email marketing without ever really knowing what is moving the needle and whether their efforts are actually leading to results. So I find that the core activities of SEO help to make sure that everything else is working smoothly. Plus, you have that sense of ownership that you often don't have with other marketing channels. So any investment that you make into your website is yours forever. If you pay for your website to be optimized one time, those optimizations will remain with your website. Whereas with ads, once you stop paying for ads, you stop showing up in the search results. Once you stop posting on social media, yes, you have your archive, but you're not going to necessarily get that continued growth. So blogs and web content and your website is such an amazing asset for you to have as a business owner, because you can always bring people back and you have more control over that client experience. You get to see what that next call to action is, what that next best step is, the images, the wording, how people experience your business at that first touch is much more under your control with website optimization than it is on someone else's platform. Yeah. Well, the statement that borrowed real estate, right, where, you know, people are investing hours and hours and hours of time into social media platforms, which they're inconsistent, things change, you People's know, get taken down all the time for all the time. Arbitrary reasons. So yeah, right. that's right. So yeah, in the work that I do supporting therapists, step one, you know, people are always like, okay, so should I build, should I put all my time and efforts into building a social media account? Or should I get a website? And I'm like, always get a website, like step one, build yourself a website and do a good job of it. You know, aesthetically, all of our, um, we have all different tastes, but I think what you're saying as far as like the pages and the optimization and really ensuring the structure is there and so that it's performing at its best is, is key. Foundational is, is the term you said, and I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think it's, it really is step one for any, you know, service provider to have something that they own. And, and I'd be interested to hear from you as well around sort of the conversions and where people are reaching out. I know when I've, you know, sought any kind of support in the past, my instinct has been to go to Google and really, you know, review people's credentials. You know, I, I'd be, my gut is saying that people are more likely if they're really serious about seeking, you know, specifically for therapy, that they're likely to go through Google because it seems maybe a little bit more serious <laughs> than yeah. Google, Google and word of mouth. I mean, definitely are hands down our main referral sources. And I track that data pretty regularly because I want to see what's performing well. And I mean, there's a, maybe a sprinkling of social media referrals within that, but Google and word of mouth are hands down. And so if you have a website and it's performing well, generally in this profession, you will see the results because there's unfortunately so many that are non-existent on Google or just they're not done well or they're not performing really well. So as ironic as it is, having a really solid website 
can actually, you know, garner a lot of business because the bar is fairly low in this industry, which is kind of ironic. Well, Tell me about your team, Teddy. Tell me, um, you know, I know you lead your company, but I also know there's a lot of players that work alongside you. Yeah. So our team has grown quite substantially, even just in the last year, but it was really important for me from the start to have an all-female and an all-Canadian team in particular. I know in my industry, there's quite a bit of variety in what SEO providers will give you and the kinds of people that you might interact with and see. And so for us, it was always really important to have that integrity of supporting local and bringing expertise to everything that we do and really trusting and having a very solid team. So of course, myself, who's the you know lead strategist and business development and sort of CEO of the company, we have a team now of four SEOs who are spread from Ottawa to Victoria and uh, working on our SEO. We have a client account manager who is always going between making sure that everyone stays organized and that our clients have all the information that they need. We also have a writing team and a handful of writers and a content manager who helps to manage them as well. And I really recently brought on an executive assistant to help me, who's actually one of my longtime best friends. So that's been a really fun way to stay in touch with someone that, you know, we were just talking before. It can be really hard when you start a business to not really see your friends and talk to them as much. You're often talking to your colleagues. So I had a fun opportunity to bring those two worlds together. That is so cool. I maybe need to assess some of my friends because I would love to have an assistant too. And that sounds a amazing that your business has graduated to this level and how phenomenal to have such an amazing team of people that are doing this such important work. It's it's such a joy. That's honestly, aside from helping our clients and seeing the impact that we make with them, my team is my ultimate joy and, and the greatest thing I've built with this business. I love that. And, you know, even, you know, the idea of outsourcing and, you know, you recognize like there's people that are trained to do specific things within your business to help us as, you know, therapists and helpers, like how key is that, that you, you have also a team of people that do all of those different things as well. So do people approach you, Teddy? And like, how does, how does that kind of process work as far as, you know, people being curious about what you do and learning as to, you know, what you can offer them. How, what's that process look like? Yeah. You know, oftentimes people will come to me and say, I know I need SEO, but I don't really know what it is. I don't really know if anything has been done on my site. You know, perhaps people have previously worked with another SEO and they say, I don't really know what it is that they did. And so I think that there's a lot of mystery surrounding it. It can be a little bit of an enigma for people, but we really try to focus on breaking it down and making it as clear and simple as possible and really taking the overwhelm and the scary out of SEO, because like we had you know touched on before, the ethos and the core vision for what SEO provides for your business and for your clients is really clear. And a lot of people are doing it instinctively, but there are of course some, you know, more advanced <laughs> tactics and things that can be done to a site. And oftentimes even just a lot of low hanging fruit, some, you know, really small adjustments, some, you know, keyword inclusion here and there that can really help to boost those, you know, that traffic, of course, to your site, ranking for new keywords uh, and ultimately converting more people. So oftentimes people will come with a little bit of an, I don't really know what I need. Can you tell me? <laughs> and so uh, in our initial call, we'll look at their website, 
see and chat about all the different things that we can do to support them. And usually we either do a one-time optimization just to, again, provide that foundation, make sure that they have analytics and keywords and you know a foundational on-site optimization completed. But for a lot of people, they find immense value in ongoing support, creating new pages, creating blog content, refining and re-optimizing their site, looking to, you know, off-site SEO, local um, directory and backlinking, Google My Business profiles. I mean, the list truly goes on, but, you know, each business is so unique. And so we try to tailor what we can do to support them based on the business's goals. Yeah. And in talking to therapists, there's a lot of I don't want to say a lack of trust, but definitely a lack of understanding, right? When someone says, well, I'm going to optimize the back end of your website. And I think it's like, okay, it sounds good. I I guess I need that or, or whatever, but like, you know, anyone's ability to really know what that means or to, to kind of go in and like assess what was done or to understand, I think that's where there's the lack of like, just a lack of comfort of like, am I, what am I paying for? I don't understand. I can't, I can't see what's been done. And so like, how do I, how do I, you know, buy into this concept of SEO or, or what a company is even doing for me? Yeah. And there's, I, I think one of the greatest issues of my industry is a lack of transparency and people saying, oh, I'll just do SEO for you and never really being clear about what does that mean. And so our process really is, you know, built on that integrity and transparency around the work that we're doing. And so we really guide people through and we say, here's the keyword list. And so they can see, you know, right there, there's a deliverable. There's something that you have, which is that list of keywords and associated, you know, monthly search volumes. And we even, you know, pull some information around what that would cost you if you did uh, advertising and paid advertising. So you can balance and combine the two of those. And then for our on-site optimizations, what we do is we actually pull a spreadsheet and we say, here's every page on your website. So here's all the URLs. And then we say, here's what you currently have for your page titles and your meta descriptions. And that's what you see when you perform a search in Google. You sort of have that big headline and then the one to two sentences underneath. That's your page title and your meta description. And then we also look at our headings and the copy that's on the page. So when you write your website copy, of course, you know, usually you'll use like a he- an H1 or a heading one as the main topic for your page. And then the subheading sort of sprinkled throughout maybe. Maybe it's about us or services or whatnot on a given page. And so we look and we make sure that those have been formatted correctly, that they're including the keywords. But what we do is basically a before and an after. And so we say, here's what you have right now. Here's what we recommend based on that keyword list that you just reviewed and approved. Let us know if this looks good. Now let's add it to your site. And so when people are saying, let's optimize the back end, that's usually what they're referring to is optimizing the meta tags. So page titles, meta descriptions, things like image alt text. So like a brief description on the back of your images, which can help with image search, as well as if someone is using assistive technology to actually 
access your website, it will describe that photo to them. So that's super important for accessibility and SEO. We make sure that there's internal linking throughout the site. So if we, if you ever refer to, you know, one of your services or a blog post, making sure that that those links are woven throughout, as well as calls to action or what I refer to as next best steps. So making sure that there's always a next thing for someone to do that yeah. eventually leads them to conversion. So that tends to be the sort of back end optimization, in addition to making sure that you have you know, Google Analytics and any kind of analytics or data tracking set up. Yeah. And conversion. I mean, this, even the idea of like a therapist converting somebody like the, even the terminology, right? Like conversion, meaning a visitor comes to your site and then just clicks on the contact button, fills out the form. So yeah, even some of the language, like I, I get really excited about what you're talking about and I'm like on the edge of my seat. and, And I'm also thinking about the therapists that I work and support with and how they're starting to, you know, tense up or start checking the time. (laughs) Some of the language is just word you want to use. It's a new lead or a new connection. How many connections you can make on your website, but really it's about making the most of your time and resources. Cause again, I'm sure there are people who are spending tons of time on Instagram or tons of money on Google ads. And if it's not leading to those valuable connections and those valuable leads that everybody needs to be able to continue their business and continue helping people, then you're going to be spending your time and your energy in all the wrong places. So if you know what's converting for you and you know what's working and is connecting you with the right people, you can then double down on the things that are working and save your energy. And especially in something that is a career that has a lot of emotional labor, like that's, you know, hugely emotionally and and mentally exhausting. You only have so many resources and so much energy and time that you can spend. So you want to make sure that you're really making the most of it. I couldn't agree with you more. I could not agree with you more. And I think as difficult as it is sometimes to invest the money into, into what we're talking about today, I think it's hands down the area that people need to really think about not trying to learn it or muddle through by themselves and unfortunately end up with not ideal outcomes. This is a real leave it to the expert area of small business, in my opinion. (laughs) And I, I mean, I've definitely, you know, talked about your services and, and referred several people to you just because I value the transparency, like you said, because it truly is a different language and it's certainly a lot to decipher. Wow. Like you said, trying to provide a really valuable service to our clients at the same time. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And I think that working with someone who you can trust and who is taking the time to translate that for you and is making the effort to make things clear. One of the other things that we do after we provide our services and certainly for an initial on-site optimization is we do a 30-day post-optimization report as well. Because I've heard from so many people where they're like, well, I spent money on this SEO, but I don't actually know if it ever worked. I don't know if it did anything. So certainly 30 days is sort of the minimum amount of time that it would take to see any kind of result, but to at least give some indication of, you know, you were a part of the process, you saw what we were doing, and here's the impact. Here's the result of what we saw. Trying to make, you know, green is good, red is opportunities, trying to make it as clear as possible and really walking people through that because people are trusting you with their business. And I take that very seriously. I'm a fourth generation entrepreneur and small business owner. And so I totally understand what it's like to run a small business and the 
you know, the weight of your, on your shoulders of wanting to, you know, succeed and grow and the trials and tribulations. So I take that role very seriously in helping people. I love that. I love that. And I think that the first time I met you, actually, I heard you on a different podcast and that's how I learned about you and then reached out to you myself for, for some services and then just have been really impressed with the transparency and commitment to doing this great work and, and being a female led business myself and really trying to support local as well. There's just like the trust that exists when you know, the person is kind of in your community, so to speak. And I think that, I mean, that's what really spoke to me in, in working with you and your team. So it's been great. It's been great meeting you and working with you. Yeah, no, it's been such a pleasure. What would you recommend um, that small businesses, therapists, especially like that's who the audience is in this podcast. What's something, you know, aside from calling you and signing up with services right away, what are some things that people could consider doing to make an impact right away? Yeah, I'd say for starters, taking advantage of all of the free marketing tools that Google has to offer, especially for small businesses. So making sure that you have a Google My Business profile set up and completed to, you know, the best of the information that you have, making sure that that is as complete as possible is going to help you to show up locally. So especially if you have an office or a location you work out of, that's a really great way to show up in Google Maps as well as in you know, your standard search results, as well as providing more information about your business when someone searches for your brand. So that's a really amazing free tool that everyone should be taking advantage of. Same with Google Analytics and Google Search Console. Both of those are really invaluable as far as customized data for your site, where you can start making better business decisions and really measure the impact of any of the efforts that you put into, you know, specifically marketing your business online. So those are, you know, really foundational pieces that everyone should have. Another thing that I see a lot with therapists in particular is they'll often have different, you know, parts of their service. So maybe like EMDR therapy or anxiety therapy, couples counseling, children's therapy, all the different services that they provide. Instead of trying to have all of those services on one page altogether, it's really important to have each of those services broken out into individual service pages. And that way, again, when we come back to thinking about how do we make the most relevant and high quality content for a given search, if someone is searching for couples counseling, they're not going to want to read a page that's all about, you know, anxiety therapy and, you know, and, and EMDR and ADHD. They want to just learn about couples counseling. And so making sure that each page has content and information that is directly related to that particular service is going to really help you to show up in those search results. And another activity that I think is really easy for people to take on themselves is to start blogging and sharing your expertise and sharing your passion on your website, because this is what's going to really help set you apart from any of your competitors, because people are going to start to feel like they are getting to know you. I mean, therapy in particular is something that is very individual, and it's really also about fit? And are you connecting with someone? Do you feel like you can be, you know, candid and transparent with, you know, the therapist that you're working with? And so it's a really great opportunity for people to start to hear your voice, hear your tone, get to know the areas that you are an expert in and that you have a lot of thought leadership on. And from an SEO perspective, it's a really great way to start diversifying your keywords. So instead of just trying to show up for ADHD counseling in Vancouver, you can also rank for how to find the right ADHD therapist for me. 
five coping mechanisms for ADHD, things like that, where you can start to not just rely on one keyword, but you can start to get traffic from multiple different places and use those blog posts for social media, email marketing, even I've seen paid advertising with blog posts. So lots of ways to get a lot of mileage out of that while, again, not having to really focus on is this SEO if you're writing about something in a way that you're clearly explaining it and you're passionate by the virtue of that, you'll likely start ranking anyways. Yeah. I think sometimes people think about blogs and they think, well, who even reads blogs anymore? But I think what's missing is like the understanding of like, it's another like placement in the internet when you're contributing to your website on a regular basis. And so I think sometimes that gets like lost in the recognition of how important it is to create blog posts. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's also something that I've seen people where they can, again, address any friction points or hesitations. If you often hear from your you know clients or potential clients where, oh, I'm not really sure if this is right for me. I don't really know. I mean, I think to the example of couples counseling, you know, I think there's sort of the the stereotype that like women want to go and they drag their husbands along with them. So even a blog post, like how to convince your husband to come to couples counseling or how to convince your partner to come to couples counseling, something like that can be actually a you know, I want to say a tool for conversion, that might be a little bit of a, you know, a scary term, but that could be something that helps that person, you know, come to the decision to work with you a little bit more easily and remove any hesitations that they may have and help them and to empower them to find the services and to access the services that will actually help them in the long run. So looking at it from that perspective, and again, always thinking back to how can I provide value for my current and potential clients? And that's a really good North Star to be able to follow when creating content. Yeah, it is a tool of conversion. And I think, you know, you're bringing up like a bit of a, a different, you know, concept too, because therapists, sometimes we really have a hard time identifying as business owners, but as far as like a website goes and, you know, we're inviting potential clients, consumers to convert by contacting us and engaging with a service. Like that's, you know, making the sale, that's a warm lead, right? So some of this language can be really tricky to understand. And I think it's also like practicing wearing that business owner hat sometimes because unless you're outsourcing everything and someone else is running your business for you, you know, we have to kind of switch that out quite a bit and it's tricky stuff. Yeah. And I think that there is a lot of kind of squicky feelings around sales and selling to people, yes. but, yes. you know, especially for people who are performing like such an important and vital service. And we know that how important and vital it is if you're not selling, and I use air quotes to say, you know, if you're not selling yourself and, and promoting your services, then really it's a disservice to those who would really be, you know, supported and empowered by your services. If you're not mentioning it to people, they're not just going to know that you're a therapist. They're not just going to know that you're able to help them. There are people out there who are in need of support and in need of help. And if you are not actively trying to connect with them and put yourself in front of them and be available and accessible to them, then it's a disservice to them. And certainly if you don't have enough or as many clients as you need, you're not going to be able to continue to you know support and, and provide this caring service because you need to put a roof over your own head and food in your own belly. So it, yeah, it can feel really weird to start, but it's enabling your support and service of others by, you know, connecting with them. You don't want to be a disservice to, to that. 
Yeah. Well, I've heard some therapists talk about, you know, investing time, energy, and money into this allows you to help more people. And I think that like, that's a real value statement. And I think that's something that most helpers can appreciate and understand. So it's not about, you know, tricking people into getting to your website and getting them in the door and and taking their money. Like that, that's, that's not what we're after. We're after sharing the good work we're doing. And like you said, putting ourselves in front of those clients who do need the service so that we can provide the service help people and pay our bills. Like that's, that's the ultimate scenario. And that's the beauty of SEO as well, is that you're not putting yourself in front of people who aren't interested in your services. You're literally putting yourself in front of people who are searching for what it is that you do. So right away, any of the feelings of, oh, I'm forcing, you know, my services or myself onto someone else. Really, it's just saying, hey, I'm here to help. I'm available. If you don't have a website, if you don't have a Google My Business profile, if you don't have any sort of online presence, how other than, you know, through word of mouth, would they ever be able to find you? So I think that also helps with some of those feelings is knowing that these are people who are actively seeking you out. And by optimizing your site, you're saying, I'm here, I'm available, and I'd like to help as well. I really like that. It's obviously a different approach than door door knocking and (laughs) trying to solicit business. Um, So yeah, we, we definitely need to have a visible website that's well done and the support of your services to really show up in, in a time where people are really looking for our services because yeah, people are struggling and they certainly need our, our care and support right now. Absolutely. Teddy, those are all the questions that I wanted to go over today. I guess I'm curious if there's anything else that that you wanted to share regarding your services or, you know, any last words of, of support or encouragement for us therapists who are trying to figure this stuff out. Well, you know, I think that what you are doing and with, you know, the launcher practice is so valuable because certainly, you know, for therapists, but also for just entrepreneurs and business owners themselves having community and having that support and having someone to ask those questions and be vulnerable in that way is so critical. I mean, I've been running Searchlight for five and a half years now, and I still feel like I'm learning things that I, you know, interact moments where I'm like, is this the right thing? Is this how it's done? What are other people doing? I don't know what that next best step is. And so to be able to have that community and to have people where you know, it really is that community over competition and that support is truly invaluable. Mentorship is invaluable. Having business buddies is so important. So I encourage people, if you're ever feeling overwhelmed and like you don't know what you're doing or what the next step is, you are certainly not alone. And even the people who look like they have it all together also probably don't know what they're doing at that point either. So don't hesitate to reach out and get support for yourself. And I think helpers often have, you know, trouble getting and receiving that help. So know that it's, it's not you, it's not that you're bad at this. It's that it's challenging and and exciting and a thrill for everyone. So I think this community is, is really extremely valuable for them, but yeah, no, I think just, again, also leaning into your areas of joy in your business and not being afraid to bring in other people that you do connect with and trust. Uh, You don't want to just hand it off to just anyone, but allowing yourself to focus on the joyful parts of your business by outsourcing the parts that do not bring you joy. Well said. Well said. Thank you. That was such a compliment. And I just appreciate your validation to how overwhelming it can be as a business owner. Equally exciting 
and completely overwhelming, especially when it comes to things that are not our area of mastery. So that's the message we're going to hit home with today is outsource the things that don't bring you joy or are just truly beyond your scope. Like just try to figure out what some of those things are. And I think website and SEO hands down are part of that mix. So I'm so grateful for you to share your time on the podcast today. And I know there's a lot of listeners who are going to benefit from hearing what you offer and kind of what SEO is and how it can benefit them. I'm sure you're going to get a few interested parties uh, reach out to you. How can people find you for more information to move forward with some of your services? Yeah. So you can find me at my website at searchlightmarketing.ca. I'm also on Instagram at searchlightdigital. Feel free to shoot me a DM there or set up a call and I would love to connect and help you with your business. Amazing. Thank you so much, Chetty. I'm so glad that you were here. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Launch Your Practice. I hope you found the information valuable and actionable. Remember, building a profitable private practice takes time, effort, and persistence. But with the right mindset and strategies, you can achieve your goals and make a real impact on the lives of your clients. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you have a moment, I would be so appreciative if you took some time to leave me a review. Your feedback helps me improve and reach more people just like you. If you have any feedback or future topic suggestions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Launch Your Practice. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for tuning in to Launch Your Practice. Until next time, keep building your dream private practice and remember to take care of yourself along the way.